Today I've got Yolanda and Harriet from Nanoise here for a chat about their record Waiting For You and a few items I've picked out from the library collection. Uh, thanks for coming in guys. Thank you for having us. So um, a bit about your, your first record that came out in November 2020. Um, what, what was the writing process like? You guys have played in so many bands together already mm. and I feel like with Nanoise, it's like with the, the first time I saw that band, it was like the one where you just seemed like you were just sisters on stage and it gelled Aww. really well. Like, oh, <laughs> so many bands, but you just had to add one more. I should say Yolanda is the chief songwriter in everything she does, so um, I don't have much to say on the full process. I just come in in the glory moments. We did it today, that's what we were doing, oh, yeah. we were doing. Yeah messing around the songs. Mm. Yeah, I figured it was just like jam sessions mm. and just kind of relaxed, yeah. collecting songs over about two years until there was enough for an album. Yeah, My favourite thing much. to do is make up songs. It's just, yeah. I love, I, do, I just love it. Yeah. That's how you spend your days off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Do you, are you the kind of person who sits down, it's like, I'm going to write some songs, or is it more like when you're on a walk or you're doing something else? All the time. It's basically in all the I shower. Think about. <laughs> Sometimes I do it on purpose. Like I'm like, I have to. I need to do a song. So I'll be like, I'll do yeah. a song. And sometimes, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So there's our process, right? You, you send me a demo, and then we work on it. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Was it always a three-piece? No. Did you start out as two? Just us. Yeah. Yeah. Started. Always. It was a lot of pressure, though, just being a two-piece. Yeah. No room for mistakes. I'd always done, like, I would do solo stuff, like, I would play live or whatever just by myself, and it's awful. And that's, like, where I would, you know, mess around with new songs and songs that weren't appropriate for, like, other bands. And then, you know, but there's not really anyone else I could think that I could do that stuff with. Oh. Aww. Well, we we don't talk about this stuff often, so this is a bit this of an expose. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is what I'm here for to get the, the gold. Yeah. How many bands had you been in before? And then um, before Now Noise? Started? You go first while I count. Um, I mean, bands together, I should say. Oh, together. Oh. Three? Yeah. Not many. Bozo, Vincent, Crockett, oh. and then I feature in Echo O's sometimes. Yeah, four. Yeah. Three and a half? We'll go with that. Hmm. Bozo, still alive and kicking though. And I was really listening to the album today. And from the very start, it sounds a bit like a film soundtrack. It kind Great. of sets a mood, as well as being that music you would dance to. And mm. I was wondering if that's what you're aiming for, that's just your natural vibe anyway, when, when writing mm. music. I think it's, I think it's accidental. Mm. Um, but because we've got that um, kind of elements of spaghetti in there, I think people automatically think of soundtrack type stuff, right? Mm, I think so. Um, when you say spaghetti, spaghetti western. Yeah. Um, sorry. Just, just to clarify, not, not just not, not not like the cooking channel. Is that the kind of thing you watch? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm going to talk a bit about music videos. Oh yeah. Um, you've got two great music videos, just two, right? Yeah, I think waiting, so. Waiting yeah. for you and Dance with Me. Yeah. 
I'd asked Yolanda to pick some items from our library collection that kind of relate to the style of their music videos. Aki Kurosmaki. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. Aki I think that's, yeah, I'm going to guess that's how you say What? He's a Finnish director. He's my favourite Finnish. director. Known for a minimalistic style, wow. It's cool. They, I don't know, like, they get, like, the films get really dark and sad, like, so miserable, but they don't want to ruin anything, but they always have a happy ending. But okay. they're so, like, they're so mm. bad, they get so bad. I need to so educate me. But it's awesome because it's kind of, at least, you know, like, I I don't, I like to watch that sort of stuff as mm. long as I know it's going to turn out well. So, mm. he, he, this is a Finnish director. Mm. Is he's that got, film in cool French? Vibe. He's got pretty cool music. Some What's this? Have you, seen, have you seen these ones? Yeah, these, these are newer. So these are called Le Havre? Yeah. And The Other Side of Hope. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. It does France. lots of different languages, obviously. Yeah, okay. and this one is the newest one. I think that deals with a lot with immigration. When I skimmed through the Wikipedia page, it said something about how the characters have severe challenges, but then they always. Yeah. Push through. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of tells you. Yeah. Okay. So talking about these these films and thinking about the waiting for your video, I can kind of see how it relates. Oh yeah. Because what happens in that? We should talk people through. We, get, how we you gave made that. the director a brief kind of on what we wanted, which was like was it Italian seventies Italian horror. Yeah. Was that your idea? Video that trailer. Idea. Yeah. And we're just like because we did, but Ezra did it all. Like, yeah. Like, he came up with a whole thing. Like yeah. There was some fake blood on the hands and like a holding a knife. Yeah. Up. That, yeah. When you now I'm thinking Italian. Yeah, and just European, like the colouring of it. Like, yeah. yeah. We didn't have a specific plot because we didn't want to leave uh, our terrible acting to you know out to dry yeah I was like we could just like do some stuff and mash it all together and it can be a movie trailer for a movie that doesn't exist yeah so it's a good break yeah. I thought I could do it the acting I can't do it yeah it's hard day. Eh? it's ridiculous the number of times I had to pretend scream yeah. you're into, actually oh, good down the barrel of the camera oh I hated it yeah. <laughs> you'd have to yeah because you scream right yeah, but I was kind of just like, because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to this this. I can't imagine doing mm. a disingenuous screen. Mm -hmm. I try to do it in like punk bands and stuff. It sucks. The <laughs> settings are good. Is that is it somewhere in Auckland? I oh guess. yeah. Um, what was the? It was the botanical gardens. Yeah. Oh, Quite a drive, but and then um, the Simon Street Cemetery. Yeah, I don't think I recognise that. Was it the two locations? Oh, and then just um, at Ezra's house, Ezra and Gussie's house. Cool. Gussie styled us. So the, the director's house? 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. And um, the, and then there was um, the artistic director, which was Gussie, yeah. Gussie Lichen, mm-hmm. helped us look cool, yeah. and made a lot of the props they're and stuff. They're so amazing. They're so they great. Yeah, you should ch- check them out. They've made so many videos. videos yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the other video, which is quite different, but it's been great. For <laughs> a dance, different kind of vintage. Yeah, dance with me. <laughs> Which stars Chance and Milky. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit, a little bit of your land, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That was a non-joke. That was supposed to be that someone was else. Cute. <laughs> um, how, how did you end up working with them for that video? Because uh, we did oh, the Oh, we live. did it. We did, yeah. We did the mm-hmm. Chance and Milky live. And then Harriet's good at being cheeky. You were like, will you make us a, <laughs> will you make us a real video? We won't give you any money, but you can be the stars of it. Hey. I should explain. We can give you some exposure. <laughs> More like they gave us exposure. It was but really to, generous yeah, to them to do that for us. I figured it was. Because, like... Uh, yeah, and yeah. They, they use the V8, like... Like, proper VHS cameras, and... Like, it's a big to-do. Yeah, they put That's in... Right. He- they, that was amazing mm. that they mm. did that for us. So, I should explain who Champs and Milky are, for people listening. Mm. They are, um... James and James. James and James. <laughs> James, James and James. James Mill, Lawrence Arabia. James Dancy. James Dancy from very many the bands. Snakes. The Snakes. The Snakes. Um, Hang Loose. Mm, yeah. Oh, what's. The Golden Geese. Yes, The Golden yeah. Geese. And the Party Boys. No Tango Dinero. Spring Break. Spring Break. Of course. Legendary. So they, and they've become James and Milky and they do these live sessions and film mm. one and VHS cameras and. Yeah, they're really great. Yep, so and good. so they starred, it turns out they're quite good at lip syncing. Yeah, they, so. they, well, they, were, they were me and Yolanda. Because we didn't want to be in it. Because we suck at <laughs> acting. See, and one being video. on camera. Some I, people didn't like that, eh? video was a nice for you. Yeah, we so. had um, someone's mum. Was not impressed. Won't name names. Someone's mum was like, well, I don't know wh- why you guys aren't on that. <laughs> on it. Why have you got these these men, these hairy men? <laughs> you beautiful young things. <laughs> wow. Type of deal. The kind of things a mum would say. Yeah. Does um, <laughs> does that mean if you make any more videos, you're gonna have to get other people to be you, or just? I kind of want to keep doing it, yeah. but you know, we've got to give the people what they want. <laughs> we've got to give the mums what they want. Music <laughs> videos are hard. They are hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm pleased people are still making them. Because yeah. <sighs> now it's just YouTube. Mm. Yeah. So I have to go to the effort of actually remembering to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've gone I've come full circle. I used to think they were redundant, but now I, if I hear a song without seeing what people, what the visual, what the visual is, it it, it 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 just makes it easier to understand. I think. Oh. Cool. What what the thing is? It's a full art form. <laughs>
just a wildly segue into something else you picked. Oh, yeah. We think we know how to say this. A book called Yeah Yeah Girls of 60s French Pop. You so, listen to a bit of French Pop. I 60s do, music. Yeah. I, do. I think it comes through. With the Chavs and Milky video, we were trying to get them oh, to do yeah, yeah. a classic 60s French music video. They did a bit. They did a bit in it with the legs and the dance. Yeah. But that was like, like Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah. Sort of vibe, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but I think the budget wasn't high enough to like get a get a. Um, I would love what to do, do one those infinity of those, screen the, yeah, those soundstage oh, ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, French, French pop, we yeah. do listen to a lot of I it. I like, mm. um, yeah, you know, the bass specific? sounds like it's, mm. that's like, that's We've been trying to nail that, like, eh? The fuzz, they have this really tight fuzz guitar, but it's, it's not like guitar heavy. Like the songs will be orchestral, they'll have mm. thousands of instruments in it, you know, and I like that, trying to figure out how to not guitar on everything you know and just like there'll be mm. a bit of fuzz in a certain area and it's cool and then you know just trying to I like how yeah the songs are arranged mm. and stuff like that it's changed how I think about how songs could be mm. so you picked a <laughs> CD called Rumble the best of oh, Link Ray oh, because of the, um, the dance I'm not, ah. we're not hiding our <laughs> no of course <laughs> not yeah, no. They're, we're not necessarily. Important that they're, mm. I mean, yeah, we're not. Yeah. And that, that Dance With Me mm. song is like. There's a nod to this. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what kind of style do you call this for people who don't who haven't heard? Blue Grey. Yeah. No, rock and roll. I liked how you said in your blurb about um, with their new old songs. The band introduced a new old sound. Yeah. I think I know what you mean, but yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we're like... I've old styles, but the, the new version. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, lyrics. I do like lyrics, but like, they're also awful. Like, I hate them as well. You mean just a short or real task uh, to try and write? And they're like, the, I reckon they're the hardest. Like, because mm. they can be... You're so to, yeah. painful. Like, I can't, you know. Luckily, I can't ever hear what people are saying in their songs. But if I do and it's bad, it's like... <sighs> but, um, I... It was like, it's hard to come up with that stuff. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I'll just get out all my, like, 45s and I'll put them on and I'll just write down all the topics. I mean, it's always heartbreaking stuff. Like mm -hmm. But, like, you get the most <laughs> obvious stuff that people say. And it was just so freeing. Because it's like a... It was like a license to say cheesy, ridiculous mm. stuff, and I felt really awesome because it was like the sort of project that I was doing. Whereas in like other things, I'd be like embarrassed if I was saying something like that and think I'd feel like someone was like, "Oh, does she feel yeah. that way or whatever?" Oh, and wow. I sort of helped me sort of get past yeah. that. So I say the most like full-on shit. But, but I find it fun, like, it's freeing. And oh. So you're preferring not to write your own lyrics, you're kind of borrowing... Just ideas, like, I'm not taking the actual lyric, well, yeah. just the content the or something, mm -hmm. but, like, what's an example, like, Ben Who? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's so quite blank, eh? It's so <laughs> gnarly, you don't love me, then who? Speaking of melancholy songs, <laughs> I was going to ask a little bit about the old Junior Tate thing. Yeah. You guys... 
Oh, the baby tape. Guys, you guys found the, well, the baby tape. It's more fun to call the baby tape. Yeah. You guys got nominated and, and won the baby tape. For those listeners, baby tape is the be- Auckland Live debut. Best independent debut. Not the big, not the big board prize. Yes. Um, the annual Tate Prize. So, awards. and you only get. I think it's cool because you only get one debut. Mm. So we had, we got, we took our chance, and it paid dividends. Oh, we had to cover. Yeah. Yeah, you had to cover a song. Do you? And I'm assuming yes, you don't get to choose who you cover. They give you something, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we. I got a call from Dylan. Dylan Pallet. Um, who's the general manager of um, the he's the general manager of IMNZ and he called me up he's like will Nanois do the like cover the winner of the Tate and I obviously didn't know who the winner of the Tate was at that point and I was like it depends who it was because <laughs> I just there are probably so some artists the, on that like that. Spoiler alert to be honest I don't spoiling. think it, it would have been difficult any of the artists mm. but he told me who it was and we all know now it was Reb and I was like let me listen to the album again and see if there's a mm. song on there easy enough for mm. us to pass ah. off. We're not, yeah, we're not choose the song. That's good. Than me, like, is yeah. a musician than me. Is more that kind of musician. That What's that kind? Them, that can play stuff. Oh, you mean that can, that can <laughs> imitate? I think it's a different. Or like learn stuff quickly yeah. and like can, you're a better musician. Sure. Um, anyway, more so, but we're not that kind of band you mm. know yeah. like there are a lot of bands that are like musos you know they could yeah they could just pick it up and play it once <laughs> the way we got around it was to noiseify it to yes. try and just yeah. make it don't like don't try and imitate reb and her incredible band like you, you can't play guitar or you can you just play it differently like dave mm. can't it's just it does yeah. this very specific mm. thing on this very simple lick and so we're just like let's just do our own version we we made the song faster Faster, and yeah. and we got we did some um, BVs and kind of made it a bit more um, R and B pop. Mm. Oh well, yeah. it some wasn't nice an call and sp- response. Yeah, we only had a week's notice, but exactly. maybe it's better. It's better in a way, so you can't like agonise over it. Yeah, <laughs> just practice oh. every single mm. night. <laughs> did she did she have to cover anyone? No. No. She have covered it. You could have covered You guys. Um, that would have been nice. Yeah, good luck. I would really like that. I would love to be covered. While I'm, while I'm doing these little chats, I kind of put in context and I talk about the not quite post-COVID times, what it's like being a muso in these times. You were actually, speaking of that, you were the, like the first level two gig sit down gig oh, yeah. Wendy. I think it was was it no noise it was our seven inch release and Liao Liao, yeah. Liao. that was that I was loved that one. that was actually really good do you know good. why we were like we want to do, do more sit down yeah we've got to play like so you're a fan of sit down gigs seated well, civic no but I mean oh, yeah. like yeah. because of the time like I yeah. wouldn't mm, make fun. sit down now but I was like this is the environment that suits us mm. Mm. I liked it because <clears throat> People, I think people felt the need to actually pay attention, and I like attention. You know, they were, they're not just there to be at the gig and just like kind of at the mm. bar drinking. They're like sitting down and watching mm. you and listening actively, and it felt Got quite like nice. A night out. And there were only like what, 50, 60 people there? Yeah. Because of the seats, yeah. 
It wasn't that table service. So it didn't make nice. a... <laughs> I love table service. They put little cups of popcorn yeah. on the table and they kept refilling them. Do you think having our small, tight-knit music scene in Auckland helped us survive and recover from 2020 better? I'm just like, how do we measure recovering? Yeah. True, uh, that's a good point. I Are think, we still recovering? I think it's... No, but what do you mean? Yeah. Like, having less people. I think it's a small scene. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then there's... Oh, like, we're, we're actively you pushing mean, like, each other up. You people out yeah. and, like, feel, still feel positive and, like, yeah. doing stuff. And, like, get keep going. To gigs. Yeah, yeah, get people... It was weird, eh, the post-COVID, because the first the one... The first one? People oh. went nuts for it. Went they shit, loved eh? it. And it was so fun doing shows. Just people just were so thrilled to be yeah. out. The yeah. second was... one was different. But it was yeah. like... Because, I mean, it's not always um, easy doing, putting on shows and stuff like that. It's quite stressful. Mm. It's like yeah. having a, you know, a party every night. You don't know if people are going to come. You know, it's not mm. pleasant. And, like... You know, it's less and less people come to shows just generally. But that was like mm. a re you know, So everyone went into hibernation. Mm. People were like, I want to go out, I've got all this money I've saved. Yeah. And it was like the times of old of like mm. bars being packed and people having a good time and yeah, loving it. It was good. Yeah, it was brilliant. But it's kind of. Mm. That was about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. That first show at Whammy was incredible. Just yeah. the energy was... I think in a wider scope, it's, I think it's made our independent music a bit more visible nationwide. Mm. Like, and there are a lot of things helping that, like the tour funding, the the yeah, that's the, been awesome. the fact that commercial radio has to play a certain percentage or have agreed to play a certain percentage of New Zealand music. Mm. Yeah, and like there's not as much going on in the wider mm. world. They're doing yeah. you know live streaming and all that, but mm. there's actual stuff happening here. Yeah, that's cool too. Mm. And lots of people have come back that were yeah. which sucks for them. It's awful for them. It's mm. so awful for the people that were either breaking out yeah, for that's, the first yeah. time or were in the middle of some intense stuff that had to come back. But for people that were always did their music here, yeah. those people coming back give us a boost mm. because mm. you're playing with, you know, that, you know, those a people back caliber. again. And there's yeah. uh, like talk, more talk around local music mm. because the people people want to talk about are playing again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it sucks for them, but it's cool for yeah. us guys. Yeah. So it's a big silver lining. And yeah. I'm sure even though, like, now that it's been so long, I'm sure there is some elements that are cool for them too. You've been listening to an interview with Yolanda and Harriet from Nanoise. All tracks used in this podcast are taken from their debut album, Waiting For You, released on 112 Records in November 2020. To hear more podcasts, check out the Auckland Library's SoundCloud page and subscribe. 